Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to White Wine Question Time, the podcast that asks its guests three thought-provoking questions over three glasses of wine. And this week, I'm joined by recurring guests who the last time I sat down with them, actually, we went on to four questions. And my fourth question, which we didn't include to the podcast, were, why don't you two do a podcast together? You'd be great. They've been together as boyfriend and girlfriend for seven years now, have recently moved in together, blended their respective families and are about to make the ultimate commitment and get married. Although no official proposal has happened and no date has been set. Because let's face it, COVID, you can't, can you? But the intention's there. So we got to talking about what kind of podcast they could do. And one of the things that came out of our chit chat was relationship counselling. What if they made a podcast where they underwent six different types of relationship counselling to make sure that before they say I do, that they're strong, they're in the right place, they've done all the hard work, ironed out the kinks, and off they went, and they've done it, and it's brilliant, and I can't wait for you to hear it. So, on today's episode, I'm going to give them a call, and we're going to find out which therapies they underwent, what they learned from it, how hard it was, and was it worth it. Let's dial up Denise Van Outen and Eddie Boxall. Deepest Essex. This is South London calling. How are you? Good, thank you. It's lovely to uh, speak to you again, Kate. It's been a while. It has been a while. We're very well, thanks. Well, I've been messaging you because obviously you've got your dodgy shoulder. How's that? Do you know what? It's still sore. Um, I've got another scan soon, so I'll find out if I need to have keyhole surgery. It's sore, but, you know, it will mend and just ice skating's definitely not for me. <laughs> Basically, anyone over 40 can't handle the ice because any break or fracture just doesn't heal quickly, does it? But can I be honest? I honestly thought that ice skating would be easier than it actually is. Um, I thought I'd be better at it without sounding like... Because I've obviously danced when I was younger. I've watched it and I thought, I can do that. I didn't think she could do it because when we first started dating, we went on... Uh, I don't know whether I've said this story before, whether you've heard this, but we were in ice skating. And we did have a couple of drinks beforehand. We was like, do you fancy going ice skating? She went, yeah, yeah, but we'll go there. Like something romantic at Christmas time. And we got on the ice and she spent about 15 minutes, I reckon, trying to get the grips with the penguin. And I thought, this isn't very romantic. And I honestly thought she was going to be able to ice skate. So when she decided to take up this task, I was thinking, 
God help me and God help her. <laughs> like, you feel like you're still 21, don't you? So I think my body can still mm -hmm. do the things that I could do at 21. But actually, this is the first time probably I've taken on a challenge and really felt my age. Like, Joe, the, the guy from Emmerdale, he's 18, you know, and he was just spinning and flipping and everything hurt every time i stepped off the ice my back was hurting my knees would hurt and i was exhausted i just want to go to bed and i just complained about the cold all the time and i was like i kept saying to matt eva's my partner it's just so cold and he was like we're in an ice rink <laughs> and of course alongside all your ice training you two took the plunge on your brand new podcast and i'm so thrilled that that what started out as a conversation like this has turned into something that i've listened to it by the way it's bloody brilliant well done tell us about it well do you know what kate this is all credit to you and yeah, i've said absolutely every interview that it was your idea which it was we spoke to you last time and we talked about the fact that we maybe one day will get married which we would like to and the idea of actually having counselling before you marry is genius, which was your idea, because we were saying, weren't we, a lot of people wait until they're quite into a marriage before they, you know, the problems start to come up and then they think, right, we need to address the problems, let's seek counselling. But actually, if people do it before they get married, if you've been together for a number of years, then hopefully you should be able to get married and sail through your sail through wedded bliss or no one would ever get married <laughs> <laughs> eddie was more reluctant than me to do it at first i've got to be honest i was like let's do it it'll be it'll be interesting and fun plus i had quite a few things that were really annoying me about him and i thought this is my chance to say what i want to say yeah she'd been sitting on these things for seven years seven years she'd been sitting on these things and they all come out during these sessions i was looking at her just thinking why have you never said this to me before and also why are you telling me now while we're doing this podcast because i couldn't be interrupted because there was a counselor there that's why i loved it so uh, much i suppose so kate's our counselor today exactly. she's our therapist but do you know i think i think a the thought process behind this is brilliant because if you think about it right if you're going to go and run the london marathon you wouldn't not train would you and if you're going to go and get married, why would you not put the training in first, which is to sit down with a therapist and have a conversation that is navigated for you, monitored, managed, where you can't talk over each other. And when we were, so when we sat down to do white wine question time, I did say to you both, you two should do a podcast together. Why don't you try all the different relationship therapies that there are out there? Because there's some mad ones, aren't there? There's like, well, you talk me through the ones that you ended up doing. Because at one point we talked about you going to see your local vicar, because that's what people in the olden days used to do before they got married. They'd go and have a chat, a sandwich and a, and a, and a cup of tea with the vicar. And the vicar would sort of go, do you like each other really? We, yeah. could, we couldn't get to our vicar. We couldn't go to Africa. I think he's isolated. <laughs> we did knock on his door, but he never answered. So I don't think, I think he's in isolation. But we did have laughter therapy, which was brilliant, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, really, really good. It's amazing, just quickly going back to the list that we were given was immense, wasn't it, of how many we, we, could, we could choose from. So we only had six, seven? Yeah, we chose a few of them. And laughter was one of the ones you really wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I've seen, I know a couple of people have done this laughter therapy and it's like, you have to do it. And you're a bit sceptical to start with, but we had an absolute blast. We really did. But do you know what the idea behind it with the laughter one is that whenever things get heated or you have a problem within your relationship, you should always remember to laugh. And so it would just take the pressure off. And I said that was one of the things actually that about Eddie that I've always loved is if we, we don't have massive rows or anything, we've probably had about two in our in seven years like probably yeah, big rows yeah. where i've called him every name under the sun <laughs> and like thrown things down the stairs not eddie <laughs> that's why we wouldn't be allowed in church <laughs> but with the laughter one we just had to sort of do it starts off it's interesting because it gets you to do it almost as, as a bit of a fake laugh but suddenly the fake laugh becomes a genuine real laugh like a belly laugh and then you just can't stop it's contagious so we were saying it's quite it was quite good in fact when I say we've only had two really big arguments, the first one was quite when we first moved into this house. The second one was Valentine's just gone. <laughs> and we actually ended up laughing, didn't we? <laughs> Honestly, we oh, had the no. worst argument on there Valentine's Day. No night. secret is safe from you. Yeah, is but that's it? Fine. I know, About I what? Her. Right, so I'll tell you now. Oh, God. Look, I told yeah, you, Kate's our therapist. I know, go on, go on. So, Kate, you'll appreciate this. <laughs> Sunday I was out because I went and yeah. did Sunday brunch. Actually, funny enough to talk about the podcast. 
And then I'd taken out of the cupboard, I bought a really nice dinner set that's for, for special occasions. You know, when you just think, right, if you're going to have Christmas, and I actually, I forgot to get them out at Christmas, so I thought, I must use this lovely dinner set. So I said to Eddie, in that cupboard, we've got really nice plates. We'd ordered from your friend, lovely Kurt in London, we'd ordered some sushi, because we thought, let's treat ourselves, do something nice for Valentine's night. I've gone out to work, I came back. He's like, don't come in, babe, leave it to me. You know, preparing everything, because some of it was cooked food as well that came in the delivery box. When I sat at the table, he brought out, I've never seen such a mismatch and a, a, a mix of bowls and plates that I, I don't even know which cupboard he got them from. One of the bowls had a chip in it. Hang on, let me finish. Oh, gold. Right? Yeah, go on. Another one of the bowls, get this, is what he used to put the dog food in to feed Tilly, our French bulldog, when she was a puppy. Oh, man, it's been washed. I said Come it's on. Valentine's Day, and I went, like, I wanted to take a picture of us. It, you know, on Sunday, on Valentine's Day, Every single couple that I know was posting nice romantic pictures of them. I saw Rochelle and Marvin do it, you know, and it's like, lovely Valentine's meal. Yeah. Emma and Jade did a lovely one. They ordered something from Hackersan. I went, I can't take a picture of this. It looks disgusting. Right. It, it would look like it'd been taken no, up out right, of the bin. So I need to just get in. So basically, as you know, when you get this box that gets sent to you, that they actually do this really good video that you can put onto your phone or your laptop and have it on the side so yeah, you're just I've following done it. the structure. It's really good. It. It's, it's perfect. Yeah. And as you're going through it, the guys, Jordan Sclair, who's, the, who's one of the, who's the head chef there, and Kurt, they're both doing the video. And they're saying, okay, so what we do is the, the, uh, is it the Padron peppers? If you've got a black plate, the, the colours of the green go lovely with a black plate. So I'm going through the cupboard, so boom, I found a black plate. Bosh, put that up on the side. And if you do the, the ceviche, um, ceviche you, you cut it and you have all the colours and the sauces go against a white bowl, so I've got the white yeah. bowl out. That the dog so used to eat out. Let's just go past, get past the dog thing. So I'm putting all, so I'm doing as I'm told. <laughs> I'm doing as I'm told. Now, uh, I understand you've got your plates and I understand... Decorative. Your decorative plates and that's fine. And I said, you can still do yeah. your photograph. So I've served it up. So I, actually, you're going to go back to the argument part. So I just want to say... I done everything that I was told to do on the video. It's not my fault. Right, I'm going to send you a picture of it because it did okay. not look romantic. It was disgusting. But just quickly, just quickly, I turned and said you can put the food on the really nice plate and take a photograph of that. No, so it all kicked off. Hang on a minute. How could I take it off of that plate and put it onto the other plate? Because you'd laid it all out. He'd laid it all out nicely. In the dog bowl. <laughs> oh, you in that dog bowl. Anyway, so that we had an <laughs> argument. I don't even know how we got onto this. But anyway, we've only ever had two big arguments, that being one of them, very recently. But um, you can see the counselling worked. <laughs> because the thing is, we actually talk about things now. I want to know what you've learnt about each other and yourselves through all of the different therapies that you've undertaken, what the big take-out lessons have been. OK, well, for me, as a couple, I think... It made me realise that we should talk about things more um, and not leave it to fester. And that's one of the other things is that in most relationships, if there's a slight niggle or something that's bothering you and you think, oh, I just won't say anything because you just want to brush it under the carpet and you don't want to cause a scene or which I've been guilty of in past relationships, just let things go. But those small things become something much bigger further down the line. So I've learned that if something is bothering me, I'm just going to say it in the moment. Um, and just deal with it. And also, I like think... Like the dog bowl. Yeah, exactly, like the dog bowl. Yeah, we'll, just speak we'll, up. We'll be talking about the dog bowl for the next three or four years. We will. Of course we will. We will. And <laughs> I just think, with Eddie, what I feel that I got out of it as well, talking to you, was it was probably the very first time that you've ever actually really, truly opened up to me. Because you tend to... He's a bit of a blokey oh. bloke, you know? And he doesn't say a lot of things. And I think it was the first time he's really listened to me, actually listened to me properly and taken on board what I've said oh. without getting a bit annoyed and just walking out of the room. Yeah, I think that's what, like, for me, I don't like confrontation. Not that we, we, we're like that, we're not confrontational. Unless all it's the time. Valentine's Day with the wrong Unless progress. it's, and I'm using a dog bowl. But, <laughs> um, but the fact is, I, I normally, like most guys do, I try and I walk away. So if something's happening, it's easier for me because I don't want it to escalate or I get a feeling that it might do it. It most probably never would. If I actually stayed and talked about it, it most probably wouldn't escalate. But in my head, it, it, it does. So I just walk away. But now I find myself, yeah, I take in a bit of a deep breath, bite my lip, having a think and then going, do you know what? 
let's talk about it. So I, I'm really surpri surprised that I've got so much out of it. And I was very dubious to start with. And I was nervous and anxious because I thought it was going to just lead to open up cans of worms and bringing up old, you know, opening up old wounds and things that I thought were put to bed and they wasn't. But yeah, we come out of it. And we said after each session as well that we both said we, how much we enjoyed it. So that, you know, the recording finished and we looked at each other. I'm like, do you know what? I really, really enjoyed that. And we actually applied our laughter therapy on Valentine's night, because like I yeah. said, we had all of that heated argument and then we just could, we just started laughing yeah, yeah. and it ended up and it diffused everything. <laughs> it went from, I mean, I've got, I've got to send you the pictures because Eddie's <laughs> face, I've never seen him so red. He was so angry and I was going to him, well, come on then eat it. I went like lovely Kurt has sent this all the way out to Essex, like from London for us to have a really nice night. He went, I'm not hungry now. I just I completely lost my appetite and I cooked and the other <laughs> stuff you cook as well. She said, eat it. I'm not eating it now. You've spent the last 20 minutes trying to take a photograph of it. It's now stone cold. It's taken me an hour and a half to cook. No, but I was so hungry. I'd eaten all day. I'd saved myself. And at the end of it, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to have to eat it. A couple of the other therapies that I thought were quite funny is we went under hypnosis and we had to be each other, but we Ooh. still can't remember because we were so, like, we well, were hypnotised. Well, hypnotised. And, and when under, we can't actually remember what happened or what we said, but I, I'm guessing it might be quite funny. So it's the, first, first, it's the first time that I've ever had hypnosis, and I've always been one of them ones, like, won't work on me, won't work on me, won't work on me. And we got to the end of it, and they're like, <laughs> okay, so how'd you find that went? I'm like, uh, like, I vaguely remember parts what? of it, but I can't remember it being me if that makes sense it's really it's a really weird feeling yeah um, not not that i'm trying to put people off because it obviously it's an amazing thing and it works but we haven't heard it back so it's going to be a, it's going to be really weird to sit and they videoed it as well so it's going to be very strange to listen to the outcome of that well i i last night i sat down and listened to the first two episodes and I was scribbling furiously making notes because you're, the progress is just evident to hear. And on the second episode with Keely, you can hear that she gets you guys to a point um, where you're about to have a row. And then she's going, no, Eddie, it's Denise's time to talk. Denise, you've got to listen to Eddie. And she made you breathe, your shoulders dropped. And actually, she stopped an argument. Yeah, I think Keely's session was one of my favourites because yeah. that's like a more traditional form of therapy. And... Yeah. Probably the one that we were most nervous about because with the other ones, you kind of go like the laughter one. We knew it would be fun. We knew the hypnosis. Well, we thought we won't remember it, so it doesn't matter. But with Keely, you instantly, I just thought she's going to go quite deep here with this. Yeah. Like I could just feel it. And, and I, I think you felt a bit did. uncomfortable at first, didn't you? I, I did because it, it's against every single session with each therapist was so obviously so so different but as soon as we sat down and she Katie was brilliant because I think as you said it was more traditional we started going off on one and she just went hey now guys and she said Eddie stop and she cut me in my tracks and I was just and that's the sort of the first time that I realized what I'd done I'd interrupted I was talking over Denise and that's one of the things I've learned now that if she's speaking, uh, yeah, as hard as it is for me not to talk, I actually go, <laughs> I have to either, you know, pinch me, me thumb or do something just to go, right, just let her speak, let her have a moment, and then you say your bit. I could also hear that she was recognising things in you, Eddie, that, Dan, you've probably, you've certainly thought, and you've probably tried to say to him, but it's never quite landed between his ears, and it did this time. Stubbornness. Eddie's stubbornness and mm. how that was addressed. Like, that's obviously been a bit of a problem, uh, but you've never gone deep on it. And it felt like you started to sort of sort that out and understand each other better rather than just dancing around it with humour. I think also, you, yeah, you started to recognise it yourself, didn't you? And you even admitted to it, which is the first time in, I mean, we've been together seven years, that you've ever said, yeah, I can be a bit stubborn. And I was like, Wow. Yeah. A bit. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I, to be, I, no, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only guy that's stubborn, and I'm sure there's plenty of women out there that are stubborn as well, so it, it, go, it goes both ways. I knew, and I've known for years, that I am, that, that I am stubborn, and, but I didn't realise the adverse effects that it has on a relationship by being stubborn, and by me now actually admitting it and realising it and acting upon it, where if I feel myself going into that, 
I know now, further down the line, it's not going to be good for that current situation or that issue that we've got or whatever we were speaking about. So now I, I try and cull it. Don't get me wrong, I still have my moments, but I'm tenfold better. I think I am anyway. And we hadn't talked about it because you wouldn't, re- you didn't really want to talk about it, did you? Because Eddie sort of thought, well, we've moved on from that, but it still sort of bothered me. The reason I wanted to talk about it, mm. again, was because I didn't want us as a couple to end up in that situation again further down the line. Do you know what I mean? Where you just don't yeah. say anything. And I think a lot of my, I'd said one of my very first big arguments was when we f- I first moved into this house with you, wasn't mm. it? And it mm. was all to do with that because it was just building up mm. and building up and building up and then it exploded. And I'm really, I very rarely lose my temper. I'm not a shouty, angry person. But you made, my, up, you made up for it that night. That night I did. <laughs> and I don't know what soon John from the parish council next door think of me, but I dropped a few C-bombs that night. I can only apologise. It was in the middle of the summer as well. We had all the windows open. It was like one o'clock in the morning. We'd had a couple of drinks. And... I'd had too much white wine, to be honest with you. You oh. know, when they say white for a fight, yeah, literally, I just... I was yeah. so angry. You know when you drink through emotion? Because I was so wound up about the whole situation. Yeah. And... I couldn't even really remember it. It was weird. I woke up the next morning. Don't you remember? I came into you because he stayed on the sofa, classic. And he went, I went, are you all right? And he went, are you, sh- are you kidding me? And I was like, what? And he went, are you actually talking to me? Because I was literally like, I went like a nut woman. <laughs> literally lost the plot. Poor Sue next door, I don't know what she thought. The most, the worst part for me was they'd had a barbecue <laughs> that, right, with all their family over. It's obviously pre-COVID. From America. From America. And they'd all been outside and all the windows were open. It was, it was like the hottest July we'd had for something like 20 years. And I, you've got me C-bombing him from the top of the stairs. Yeah, you know it. But see, that's what happens if you don't speak, talk about things. But uh, So can I just revert back as well? You were saying it's about... So right about this session yeah. was that this is one of the things that I, it was really weird. I, I knew that the, the, the moving in issue, and not, okay, that's the wrong word, it's not issue. I, as we were moving in with each other, there was obviously, I was dragging my heels and we moved in and it got done, it was out of the way, but I knew it was always an underlying issue, but I just thought that I, it's done, we're moved in, let's move forward. But it was always hanging over us and I knew that going into this therapy session, it was going to either, they were going to bring it up or it was going to work its way out into the session. And I was anxious about it, but I'm really, really glad that it got brought up because I did sort of open up and I did say a lot of things that I didn't think. And I said this during the session that I was capable of saying in front of you and in front of a therapist. So yeah, I'm a changed man. I loved it when just Keely would just go, Eddie, Eddie. Calm, calm. And I was just like, this is brilliant. It was, it was like watching, you know, when we trained the puppy. It was brilliant. And he just suddenly go quiet and he was like, yes, Keely. Okay, sorry, Keely. Okay, sorry. She was the headmistress. It was brilliant. I loved watching it. She got you to both recognise things about yourself. Like, you know, Eddie, you, you, you went there and said, like, you sometimes really miss being what you feel like is the man of the house because Denise is so strong and independent and capable. And you're saying back to him, but I do ask for help. You just don't hear it sometimes. I will show my vulnerability. And there was some real big kind of emotional confessions coming from both quarters there that probably needed to be said because actually I think you both found great comfort in them. Yeah, yeah. no, I totally agree. And for me, and I, as I said, I was, I was honest then and I'll be honest now because, you know, it's going to be on the podcast, but there was, it, it had, that was part of our relationship, I think, that, you know that because Denise is so independent and she's and and she's a workaholic and she, you know she's she is in control of, of of everything as well as herself. But you know I I sort of reverted back and and, and it did it sort of made me feel uh, if I can say it sort of less of a man. The testosterone levels for me had sort of gone down a bit and and it was affect it was affecting me um, personally. These words were I can feel my cock disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> As he was stood there baking bread. <laughs> the other thing was, is that you both had to see each other as the other person sees each other. And 
So let's talk about turtles and octopuses because I thought ah, that pretty much landed you both very succinctly. That was that one when that came out. That was with Kate, wasn't it? I think. Was it Kate? I can't remember her the name. Yeah, Kate. The yeah, that's Kate. Yeah. And do you yeah, know? Kate. Do you know what? Yeah. That for me, all the sessions, all the therapists we had were all amazing in their own sector and what they'd done and how they approached us. But that was for me. That was a massive eye opener, and for how she portrayed it going back to the, the the turtle and the and the octopus but he does look look, look like a turtle I don't you think oh, God, he's got go like a turtly the... face here we go will you allow me to speak <laughs> but anyway but when she come out with the the turtle and the octopus and, and he, it summed us up as a couple and again i was quite dubious about how these how the therapists were going to see you and how they were going to find you and explain you as, as who you are and she nailed it on the head with um, with Denise and you know she's always on the go she's got an arm here an arm there and I'm like you know she's I'm the not, octopus yeah I'm the uh, uh, yeah she's definitely the octopus and like when, I'm the turtle I'm pretty laid back but I'm not I, you know I'm, I'm quite hyperactive at times but I think versus her octopus I seem like a turtle because she is so manic so I actually do look like, even though I'm quite, as I said, quite hyper myself. But yeah, it was it was amazing to sit back and listen and to realise that my persona as a, the turtle was just trying to say to her at times, you know, just come on, just for five minutes, just kick back and just relax, put down one of your one of your arms, one of your eight arms or whatever. How many have they got? It's eight, isn't it? <laughs> and they're not arms either. But either. yeah, it's eight. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, just put that down and just sit back because she does, she doesn't realise it and she does burn out at times. And when she does burn out and she gets those stress levels, she doesn't realise that it is because she's taking on so much at, at once. But I'm the one that has to pick up the pieces and I'm the one that has to either take the stress of it all from her um, and I've got to sit there and, and calm her down and just say, look, you know, you need a break. Just kick back with a turtle, come on. But he's right though, Dan, because I'm I'm the octopus as well. I, yes. I we're both we've got very similar work ethics. We're busy, manic. If there's not five plates to spin, then there, then there's room for more plates, you know. And and actually, I think you know you you pretty much summed her up there, Eddie. Have, yeah. is, have you learnt from that? Are you being calmer? No, the answer <laughs> to that question. I think out of all the sessions, I sat there and I could see the point of it. But maybe this is me, me being a bit stubborn, but then I was just thinking, but I don't really want to slow down. Like, I quite like, I vibe off of, I think I may have even said it when we did the, the session, but I, that's what keeps me going, being busy and being creative. And like you, Kate, yeah. the same sort of thing. And I think you just have to accept me for being like that and understand I, it. It's not that I don't. It's All not, right, yeah, turtle. It's not that I don't, it's not that I don't accept you from being like that. It's, I just think that those two, um, those two creatures work well together because I, I've learned this, that we bounce off of each other and I like to slow her down and she, and you do sometimes, you know, she, she, she never used to, when we first met, she'd be manic hundred miles an hour and something would happen or with work or personal stuff. And she'd go because she's like a, a cyclone. She's just going and she wouldn't, she wouldn't listen to me. And I think as we've over the seven years, she now does. So I'd never stop her from being the octopus. You know, it's part of who she is. And it, it, I couldn't have her any other way because her trying to be a turtle is the most annoying thing in the world because she tries to be and she's grumpy as hell. She's a grumpy turtle. I can't do it. It's not for me. I'm, um, I'm a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I'm that kind of turtle. Do you know what I mean? Cowabunga. Cowabunga kid, karate chopping everything. I'm not, one of the, I'm not a turtle to just sit around. I'm a cowabunga kind of girl. Yeah. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. My next question for you both is about key moments or magic moments in your relationship that have been your glue. Your magic moment, Eddie, was this time in the Maldives when it was just the two of you locked into each other, no one else around, no outside interference. And you really hanker for that. And Den, I didn't feel that you needed that as much. <laughs> nah. She's been there fifth, uh, quite a few times. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was us, we, we'd gone away and it was just, we was on this island and it was, you know, paradise and... This was another thing. So the doors were open, and it, it and it was it was just this beautiful night. And uh, and I opened the doors up, and we had one of those. We were very lucky. We had one of those those the villas that are in the, the sea, bungalow. the water bungalows. The doors were open. They had the, like the is it the the muslin drapes that were yeah. that were blowing in the wind. And I stood outside, and it was a full moon, and the sea was like diamonds. And and I turned and I was just like, oh my god, I love you. And I I sort of said, Denise, you've got to come out here. I said, you've got to come and see this. I said, I, I feel like I'm, I'm having this magical moment, like very spiritual. And she went, I've seen it before. I'm trying to sleep. Will you shut the doors? <laughs> I have been to the Maldives. I was just times. like, I was like, are you kidding me? I just thought he was just standing there, honestly, for ages. And I was just thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to get bitten to death by mozzies. At that point, I wanted you to get her by the feet out of the bed and drag her out and put her in the Indian Ocean. Have some of that. So you're in a relationship and it's just the two of you, but your magical moments, your glue moments, don't have to be the same. It's about whatever you need. So for Eddie, that was really seminal and important. All right, you might have ruined it a bit. But I wondered, across the course of your seven years, what have those moments been that have been the things that have kept you tight rather than ripping you apart? Laughter. Yeah. I think definitely, I think the house that we've created here, it's, it is... It's a fun house, do you it's know what I mean? It's nutty, a, it's a nut house. But it's really fun, and we've obviously got um, the modern-day blended family, you know, with Eddie's two grown-up kids, Betsy being here. Um, now we've got the two dogs, and just... I think more so because of what we've all gone through over the last, you know, year, nearly 18 months, it'll be soon, won't it? Yeah. Um, just everything, the build-up, the being locked down... We've had a lot of fun and laughs, you know, even though there's been some really low moments. It's been really nice, hasn't it? We've yeah. had some really fun moments. No, 100%. So laughter you... for me is like our glue. Yeah, huge. Again, it's because we can we can turn a, 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 a bad moment, or for want of a better word, but uh, a down moment into something. We can spin it 180 pretty much instantaneously. You know what Denise is like. You've known her for, for, for many, many years, a lot longer than what I have. So can you imagine living with her? You know, as much as, and I, I don't get me wrong, I understand there's, there's many houses and, and everyone's under stress, and especially in the current, um, the current times with what's going on out there. It's, um, it's, it's quite easy to fall into despair and, and not to get yourself out of it. And sometimes you do, you have to find yourself saying, listen, I'm, I'm going to find a funny moment. Because laughter is the key, and and some people, I hope that hope people do find it. I really do because it's uh, it's huge medicine for any situation. 
Yeah, I mean, and I see it with you two. You always, you've always made each other laugh. I don't think you would have ever got past three dates just on the strength of the fact that you're both good looking to one another. Like that was never going to be enough for Den, certainly. But, the, but and then when we went, we spent that time together in Kerala. So we went on this massive bike ride. Um, it's not a bike ride. It was a, a physical. It was torture. Like, yeah. Challenge. It was torture. It, it was like it was, yeah, it was like Tour de France, just really in another was. country. <laughs> But hotter. Yeah. So, so just to set the scene, like we, there was a. How many of us was there? There was about twenty of us, wasn't there? That yeah, flew out there was there. a good few of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. And we were cycling to raise money in memory of our lovely friend Nikki Waterman. And then when you first contacted me about it, you were like, "It's Carol." I was like, "Oh, that sounds amazing." Because Nikki'd always said, like, "All I want you girls to do," because she was a PT, was like, "Run a marathon in my memory, or do something physical." And you and I both went, oh, "I'm not running a marathon. I hate running." <laughs> so you came up with this brilliant bike ride, and off we go. And and I was going, "Do I need to train?" And you were like, "Just do some spin classes. It'll be fun." <laughs> it's mainly coastal. I was like, "Oh, how lovely! We're going to be cycling." And then if it gets a bit hot, we could just jump in the sea. That'll be nice. And it sounded like an activity holiday. Yeah. And then we got there and I remember sitting there and this guy's talking to us about the mountains. And I'm like, what, near the sea? And he's like, <laughs> no, we never saw the sea. We did the equivalent of Snowdonia every day for five days. The humidity was off the scale. The temperature was off the scale. We cycled nearly, what was it, 493, was it miles or kilometres? I can't remember. It was, um, Eddie, you remember. I think it was, it was miles. So we get there and then like Eddie's like, well, this is going to be fine. Don't you worry. I've got spanners. We can adjust seats. Let's go. By day three, me and Den were at the back of the pack. We were moaning. I kept going, I bloody wish we were in Rajasthan or Holland. And we were just talking about flat places that we could be doing it. And then Eddie would cycle up and drop a, a comedy bomb or two, make us laugh. You, you took a bit longer to get to the joke, really, Den, because you lived with him and you were a bit over him by then. I didn't like him on that trip at all. I know it was for charity and it was for a really good cause. But I was the least charitable person on that trip. He was irritating me so much. So, so miserable. So miserable. So miserable. We needed therapy after we come back from Kerala. But even when I thought, you know, that like, because I knew, you know, he was getting on your nerves because you were being really conscientious. And what you were doing was lovely, Eddie. But if you're not in the mood for it, I could understand why Dem was getting a bit like, just fuck off. <laughs> Which is kind of the... Well, you know, when you can't get up a mountain, you've got someone cycling next to you. Like holding on with like one arm doing wheelies. Making it look really easy. Yeah, and you just and I just thought, please, I don't need this. Like you weren't a turtle that day, trust me. <laughs> you don't, I think she'd done herself the, the worst <laughs> thing she could have done. She must probably cycled another 50% of what we'd done, trying to cycle away from me. Every time I cycled up from me, she just went the other way. Oh, I honestly wanted to split up with him on that trip. And then I was thinking, I can't because I've organised it. It's for charity. And it will just look really bad if we come back and then I say to all my friends, I'm sorry, I've dumped him. All worrying, all, see, all worrying about her image. There were a couple of times that we got off the bike and we'd be stomping up the mountain and, you know, you, you, old sport Billy's up ahead, Eddie, being all positive and, you know, like you said, one arm pulling wheelies, not struggling at all. And then I'd, you'd sort of go, yeah, but Denny is lovely. And she go, I know, I know, I do love him. I do, I'm just pissed off with him right now. So the love was always there. And then you'd start, sort of like come back down the mountain and make her laugh. And it sort of put a bandage over it or a little plaster until the next day. So comedy has always been a balm for you two, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah without a doubt. And sometimes, as I said, until people make us realise that you've just brought this up, and we sort of reflect and look back, you, we don't realise it at the time. And I think as you go through, and again, going through the therapy sessions, you, you look back and you think, oh, do you know what? We actually got through that and remembering the times that we do laugh about things afterwards, or it gets us through it. So yeah, it's hugely important. So let's talk some laughs now. My last question to you was born out of one of my favourite memories of me and Denise. So this is pre-Eddie. We're in Ibiza. We're on holiday. I want to hear more. We've gone to Pike's Hotel because we're massive Wham fans. <laughs> Do you remember this yeah. day? Oh, was this with the uh, Jeremy Healy? So we go on this holiday and we're at Pike's Hotel and we've 
You're like, we're both starting out in telly. We're both starting to make a little bit of decent money. So we were like, let's stay at Pike's. And we'll go and stay where they filmed Club Tropicana. And then we'll go clubbing and we'll have a great time. And there were lo- we had loads of friends on the island. Do you remember Sid Owen was with us? Yeah. And he bought the vicar from EastEnders. We, had this, we were having this mega holiday. But, you know, we, we also slept. We went to bed. Because, you know, we had a packed schedule. We are both octopuses. We were going to go and rinse that island. And next to us in our room, we shared a room, was Jeremy Healy, who just partied all day and all night. And we just couldn't sleep, could we, Dan? Oh, my God. He was literally... He took the party too far. Yeah, and I know Jeremy, and I've known him from old, and just... He was. There was no off button with him. We had just got to that point. We'd basically planned our whole trip, and we were like, we're going out again, so we have to get our head down for a couple of hours. Couldn't, could you? So what we decided was, we, we tried to plead with him. We tried to talk to him nicely. Then we then I shouted at him. Uh, we tried everything and it just wasn't getting through. I mean, the man was not to be reached. He'd been up for days. <laughs> so in the end, Denise came up with a genius plan. We There was a little air vent in the room and that went through to his room. So we took the air vent off and we had a CD player and she'd taken away with us Chaz and Dave's greatest hits <laughs> for comedy value. That, why doesn't that surprise me? And we me? put our well, little... you know, when you come back from a club, you yeah. want a bit of snooker put... Yeah, or a bit of rabbit. And that's what we left Jeremy Healy with. So finally, after about five days, he collapsed. And we thought, oh, so now you want to sleep. Well, we'll see about that. So we put the little CD player up against the air vent. So it was going straight into his room. And we left on repeat rabbit by Chaz and Dave he was going mental he was phoning reception I can hear Chaz and Dave and they're like you're tripping I was like how do you like that Healy (laughs) exactly we were like that will teach you he was like you have driven me to the to the edge of sanity (laughs) I think we left didn't we end up leaving and then going to stay at the Hacienda or that other hotel we left him to it yes we did the, the laughter, the ridiculousness, the funny is has been like a massive glue in, in our friendship. But I want to know, what are your funniest stand-up moments with each other? It, laughing at something that now makes us laugh has got, for me, is that whole thing when we first moved into this house and with Sue and John from the parish council next door because we had to hide for ages. <laughs> like, it wasn't good at the time, but we can sort of look back and laugh. And I can laugh because it's so not me to lose my temper like that. I'm not that sort of person that I find it quite amusing when I think about how mental that night went. No, I went into, I turned into like a psycho woman. Yeah, that's when I thought to myself, this is the reason why I was dragging my heels to move in with you, you psycho woman. (laughs) Actually, I'm really not like that. No, she's not, no. She's not at all. She's not at all, actually. To be fair, she's not. There's so many moments with her, like, and it's weird, I'm being put on the spot, I can't really think of any, but every day she has a way of coming out with something and saying something that is just, and I always say to her, and I'm not, it's not, I'm not undermining her, I'm, 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 I'm actually sort of building her up, but she says things with the, such stupidity. You can't work out how I've got through And life. I say to her every time, <laughs> how have you got to where you've got to in life and been so successful when you come out with something so stupid as that? <laughs> I'm a bit Joey Essex, do you know what I mean? I just say things. This is every day. So as much as the stupidity sort of bashes me in the face, she makes makes me like cry with laughter every day. So those standout standout moments, (laughs) I wish you told me this before because I could mostly write a book. I'll give you an example. So we were talking about obviously at the moment, um, which is terrible, like people going through poverty and and I just said, what I don't understand is why why don't they just print more money? Why don't they just why don't they just print more, more money, money and just give more money to people? Why don't they just print money just and just me. give the money to everyone? And then everyone's got money and everyone and can spend it in shops. Why can't they just print more money? Because money's like, only paper, so I don't get it. I'm like, if people have got no money, just print some more. Uh, and there's me going, you're, you're serious, aren't you? You're serious. And she's like, yeah. Like, please explain to me, why don't they just yeah. give people loads of money? Oh, I'm like, I'll give up. <laughs> and it's like this every day. And what about for you, Dan? Because, you know, I know that you quite like putting Eddie in situations that just make you laugh. Like sometimes you'll use him as a, almost like a cat with a ball of string. Create scenarios so that you can watch Eddie deal with it. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I always like to do things like that, put him on the spot a little bit. 
It's hard to think on the spot because there's so many. There's not this one massive standout moment because it's just every day. I think that's why I love her so much. If she wasn't funny as well as beautiful, I, I don't know what I would do. Isn't it lovely that you two have found each other? All that, all this from a little blind date. I love that. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. We do actually, that's another thing. We do sometimes where things either go right or they go wrong. We both have the same sort of comeback and it's you look at each other and say, have we ever wound up with you? And she's like, have I ever wound up with you? But how? It just makes me, it's funny, isn't it? When you think how people get together, like not knowing each other. Like we always say, wouldn't it be interesting if we went back Say, you've known me a long time, so if we went back to like the 90s when we were out clubbing and stuff, I wonder what would have happened if we'd have met then. Yeah. Would we have got on in the same way? I don't know, because we are very similar. Or would yeah. we have just, would it have not worked? Is it an age thing, the fact that we're old and we've met? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's weird. Or was it always yeah, how old were you when? How old were you when you met? Um, well, it was just about two weeks before my fortieth birthday, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So yeah, so I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was forty-one. Yeah. You was thirty-nine. But yeah, I wonder what would have happened had we have met when we were younger. But we do say this, this, and me being a typical bloke, I would have said, you know, if you if you'd met me twenty-five years ago, you'd have been all over me. Shoot. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. And I'm like, you would because I, I, was, I wouldn't. I've seen I pictures was, of you. You look like Darren Day. It's what I mean. She has to diss me. But now she goes to me, you're so handsome. Like, you just... And I'm like, yeah, but I was I was a little rocket when I was younger. And she goes, no, no you don't. You no, look you like Darren Day. But I've ended up with Steady Eddie. Turtle Eddie. Turtle Eddie. The Turtle Eddie. Turtle Eddie. Turtle Eddie. Do you know what? As your mate, then, I'm just so pleased that you found someone that shares your love of the funny. Thank you. Have you got anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> Seven years done. Yeah. Tick. We said it's either the it's the seven year itch what? or the seven year hitch. Yeah. Can you just at least get married? Because we all we all need a bloody laugh and a party. Can we just have it for that, if nothing else, please? Well, we will do as soon as we can all get together again. It's you know we've as I said we we've, we've spoke about it and and one thing sort of led to another and it, it for me. Do you know what? I, I'm going to be totally honest as well. Like talking about marriage, no, we haven't. There's been no official proposal from me. Like I hold my hands up, and, and not because I'm waiting for her to to ask me. You know, I'd marry her at the drop of a of, of a hat now. And I'll be honest, even more so now would I marry her after doing the therapy sessions. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Those therapy sessions and the podcasts that we've done for me. I have come out the other side of those, and for me now, I'd I'd marry a, a drop of a hat, and maybe beforehand. There's listen, every relationship there is something that's annoying about the partner that you sort of hold back. No one's perfect, right? Even Denise, even she's not perfect. <laughs> that's all right. Um, but what I'm saying to you is, you know, every relationship, I love her imperfections. Right. See, see what I've done there. But the therapy sessions for me. Definitely, if anyone's thinking, if anyone's going through any issues and they feel that there's there's no way out or it's a dead end, it's not. Do the therapy sessions and then you'll realise it's a dead end or not. But they will, hopefully, they will find uh, and reroute you as a couple, whoever you may be. So I, I hugely, hugely oh. ask people that if they are having trouble, especially even now with, with the lockdown situation, because people are not used to being, you know, in a house 24-7. They wake up in the morning, they're in a rush, doing a toast, cup of tea, they're out nope. the door, going to work, coming home, it, it, as your day, being, sorting the kids out, doing this, doing that. And you get most probably an hour in the evening of sitting down and then you're watching the telly. So even more so now where people are finding out more of each other and the things are winding them up more about what they're doing because they're stuck under the same roof. Yeah, seek counselling. I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I can't believe I'm actually saying that, but definitely seek counselling if you can. And do you feel the same, Den? Is it kind of is it giving you that cement and that that want to get up the aisle? Oh yeah, he can take me up the aisle. Oh no, you was gonna say that. Yeah, um, <laughs> definitely. But I was sure before anyway. Probably more bef- than Eddie. I just thought it's a nice thing, isn't it? I mean, we have been together seven years. We do get on. 
I can't imagine myself being with anyone else, although sometimes I'd like to. It's <laughs> <laughs> not what you're saying, you sleep. After <laughs> name she calls out. Well, you might have to marry us, Kate. Yeah, you better get your marriage license. Oh my God, I'll definitely do that. Look at that. I can do that. I can get the qualification. There Perfect. There you go. Yeah, I love a little deal. bit of night school, me. <laughs> Shall I? Yeah, go on. Shall I? It won't be a traditional wedding, that's oh for sure. No, they won't allow us in the church. Not after some of the stuff we've been no. up to. No, Sue and John won't let me because they're on the parish council. <laughs> yeah. Not after him, he dropped the sea bomb. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I love, I love that this has ended on such a positive for you. Because, you know, you never know when you put the suggestion forward of people to have therapy when they're not necessarily seeking it, that it's going to be a good thing or a bad thing. It's all about timing, the right therapist. But it's been brilliant for you guys. Yeah, no, hugely. And again, thank you. And as I said, it's, uh, it's something that I'm, I'm really, really glad that I've done. Really glad that I've done. Now, um, to all of our regular listeners of White Wine Question Time, of which there is an army, subscribe now. The podcast is called... Before We Say I Do. Yeah, Before We Say I Do. Definitely subscribe. Listen, I'll see you at the wedding. Yeah, yeah. don't forget you're marrying us. I know, I'll be like, like something from a Whitney Houston or, 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 I don't know, like Whitney Houston video from the 90s looking fabulous. <laughs> and, uh... I was thinking more Vicar Dibley. <laughs> Tell you what, if they lock me down much longer, babe, it's only a matter of time. <laughs> oh, thanks a million. Oh, thanks, thank Kate. Thank you, darling. Lots of love. Take care. Bye. Good luck. Thanks stay for having us. And stay, stay safe. Love. Stay safe. Thank you so much for listening. Wasn't that interesting to hear how much they've taken from the experience of counselling? No matter which type is right for you, there is, as they've proved, something out there for everyone. And if you'd like to explore counselling in more detail, uh, then check out for relationship counselling, relate.org.uk, for the advice on the best places to go near you. As always, this episode of White Wine Question Time is produced by me, Kate Thornton, with Richard Hatherall for Yahoo UK. Co-producer and editor is Callum Goddard-Mocklow. And as always, beats are provided by the stupidly talented Andy Bell. His back catalogue's available on iTunes and Spotify. We'll be back next week with more great guests and chat. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to tell other people about it, we'd love that. Don't forget you can rate and review us because it really does help other people find and discover the show all that remains for me to say is look after yourselves out there not long to go now can you smell the normal let's hope so and until then do as we do and always try to drink responsibly see you next week deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.